Welcome to All In, All Out. Today, we are going to discuss on the word fear. Now, I'm aware that fear is a sensitive subject for some people. So, as with every episode, but I want to point it out more so on this episode, I'm going to be patient and I'm going to take my time discussing on the word fear because fear is something that comes towards all of us. It's an inevitability that fear will show up within our lives, especially a life of a born again believer. So first we're going to define fear. What is fear? How do we look at fear? Does fear simply mean we're scared of something? Well, Let's go to Merriam-Webster, 1828. The definition reads, a painful emotion or passion excited by an expectation of evil or the apprehension of impending danger. Now, I found this definition very fascinating because it breaks down evil in four components. First clause, a painful emotion. So what does that mean? Pain, okay? Pain is something we experience in all sorts of ways. Psychologically, physically, emotionally. But in relate to the word fear, fear is an emotion. And with emotions, they fluctuate, such as the emotion of being happy. Some days we are happy, some days we're not. Same with being sad. Some days we're sad, some days we're not. And same thing to fear. Some days we are in fear, some days we're not. Or some days we're fearful, and some days we're not fearful. Second clause of the definition, passion excited, okay? A painful emotion or passion excited by all expectations of evil. Now, these are the second and third clauses. First, passion excited. I find that part fascinating within the definition because it shows that some people get a thrill off of fear. And I know that may sound crazy, but people actually get a thrill off fear. Now, that does not happen consciously, okay? Say I'm a fear, I'm in fear of a tiger. Consciously, I'm not going to go head forward towards a tiger if it's in front of me because I am in fear of a tiger. Now, unless you're on the show Jackass and someone's daring you to go towards that tiger, most people who fear tigers are not going to go straight for a tiger or especially snakes. Now, I know a lot of people who are in fear of snakes. Same concept. Okay. But with this part of the definition, 
excited, passion excited, think of cults. All they do is evil, but they still do the evil because there's a thrill there, okay? Thrill of sacrifice, thrill of killing people, and this belief that they are saving the world or they're doing it for a higher or a greater cause. That's in relation to passion. But it's still fear because those people believe if they don't do those sacrificial rituals that they will be condemned in their mind or they won't get a certain benefit out of doing those things. Okay, third clause, all expectation of evil. What does that mean? We expect fear, okay? Because as I said, fear will show up in our lives no matter what. It is an inevitability. It's something we expect, no matter what field of service we're in, whether it's in the Navy, the Army, the military, the workplace, school, family, whatever it may be. We all expect some sort of fear in our field, okay? Whether it's the fear of losing our job. Case in point, the coronavirus with first responders. Fear of failing a class for those who were in school and those who are currently in school, okay? Even at the workplace, again, Fear of not completing an objective of time, which will potentially lead to that individual not getting a raise or potentially getting written up, leading to more trouble. But that is a fear we expect. But what we do with that fear is different. But let's continue on with the definition. Or the apprehension of impending danger, apprehension, speaking on the suspicion of future evil. So the fear of the unknown. If you walk into the forest in the middle of the night, you don't know, you're in fear, but you don't know exactly what you're in fear of in that moment. Or fear of death for people who has never had a near-death experience. And just for a side note, if you are a true born-again Christian, you should not fear death. Because if you're living a godly lifestyle, you know you are on the list of the Most High, which is Jehovah Jireh, Jesus Christ, right up there in heaven. And if you know that for a fact, what you got to be in fear of? What are you fearing? Those people who are in fear are either ignorant or they know they are not living the proper lifestyle, which means they don't know whether they have a destination with heaven or a destination with hell. Okay? But... When you look at this definition overall, I would sum it up as an emotion, plain and simple. 
okay? An emotion you have sometimes, an emotion that you have, you don't have sometimes, okay? It's something you can be passionate about, have a thrill with, or you don't have a thrill with. You're always gonna expect fear at some point in your life, okay? Mostly every day, in some capacity, okay? And there is that fear of unknown. Case of point, at my last job, there was an unknown on my part when I was going to be fired. Now, I had an expectation due to a certain guideline, but I didn't know exactly when. I knew it was coming. I knew it was inevitability, but it was an unknown. But let me explain to all of you what to do with that fear and why it's not okay to live in fear. And I want to go to the word of God because I believe the answer to that question. I know the answer to the question is in the word of God. The word of God means the Bible. <laughs> so if all of you don't mind... Go to Proverbs chapter 29, verse 25. And in this case, I'll be reading from the TPT. Okay. It reads, fear, and this is why it's not okay to live in fear. Fear and intimidation is a trap that holds you back. But when you place your confidence in the Lord... You will be seated in the high place. Awesome scripture. Awesome answer. So, first clause. Fear and intimidation is a trap. It is. Fear will mess you up with your decisions, your life choices. It, will, it can screw with your integrity. It can screw with your character. It can overall screw up your life and trap you in this metaphorical box where you think you can't get out of this situation. I'll give you an example of mine. Starting this podcast, my last semester in college, I did a radio show with my partner, Noah Ramos. And once I did that radio show, and unfortunately it was cut because of the coronavirus, I knew without any doubt that I wanted, wanted to start a podcast. But realize I graduated in the spring of 2020. Now we're in the fall of 2021, speaking in college terminology. So that's over a year and a half until I started this podcast. And to be blunt and transparent as I am, it was because of fear. 
fear of audience size, fear of trademarking certain things, fear of having the time to properly do the podcast, fear of having a proper logo, fear of names of segments. All of these truly minuscule things that kept me in that box not to start the podcast during that year and a half timeline. But I realized and got revelation of not to live in that fear. You got to tell that fear, no, you can kick rocks and this is what I am going to do. And I am going to do it no matter what, because especially starting out a show or starting a business, I realized that a lot of people, they have that one question, when is the time right? When am I properly going to start X, Y, and Z? And truth be told, there's generally no proper answer for that. You just got to start it, okay? And once you start it, you got to be consistent with it. And eventually, it will grow. But that takes time as well. A plant doesn't grow within a week, okay? It takes months and months of watering the plant, giving that plant sunlight, and planting, no pun intended, proper soil within that plant for it to grow and to nourish and to become the plant that you desire it to be. I'll give you another example. And this example is more so for guys or even gals as well who have the fear of asking a, a girl or a boy out on a date or just telling them I'm attractive to you. And when I was younger, that was one of my biggest fears was doing it the old school way, going up to a girl, telling her how I feel, and the answer is out of my hands. I, I remember when I was at Norwalk High, high school, and I believe I was a junior, I want to say a junior in high school, but I believe I was a senior. I believe, yeah, I believe I was a senior. And I had a, a crush on this girl. I won't, obviously, I'm not going to say her name because she's doing her own thing. I had a crush on this girl. And I made the decision that I was going to tell her how I felt. And whatever happens, happens. I remember vividly, I believe it was seventh period towards the end of the day. I had study hall and I was just walking around, I believe the second floor. And I saw her in the MRC. Now the MRC just means the math resource center. 
I saw her in the MRC. She's by herself. No one's there. And I'm there walking back and forth. Not in a creepy way, but just meditating. Am I gonna do this? Should I do this? Is this the right decision? And I'm having a panic attack at this point. I'm there telling myself, oh, you're such a wuss. Stop being the, the P word, just do it. And at some point I wasn't going to do it. Apologize for the train if you hear that. And as I said, I wasn't going to do it. I was just like, I'll forget it. It's not worth it. It's a waste of my time. But then the Lord told me something so prominent, which gave me the courage to ask this woman or to tell this woman how I felt. And the Lord told me, I'm paraphrasing, Ryan, if you don't go tell her how you feel, it will hold you back for what I want, from where I want to take you to in the future. So what was the Lord telling me? I may put you in a situation where you are going to need to approach your future wife. And if you still have that fear of approaching women, you are stopping the blessing that I have for you. So once God told me that, I said, okay, I'm going to do it. And eventually I did it. I remember being so awkward. I sat in the chair next to her. I'm hyperventilating. She was getting nervous. And I just told her how I felt. I looked her in the eye, told her how I felt. And I remember I walked her to her bus and I gave her a hug. We talked for a day or two and that was it. And that was me getting over that fear. And that fear, according to Proverbs 29, 25, held me back for years. Held me back for years. I was that type of cat where I would only ask girls out over text or Facebook. I was that type of cat. And it was because I was in fear of getting rejected in person. I had that fear. And... Looking back on that situation, God told me that you were never meant. And I'm not just saying this because the 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 courage to speak with the woman didn't pan out the way I wanted to at that time. I'm saying this because God told me. God said, Ryan, you were never meant to date her. She was only there for you to get over that fear. And that's why it's important 
to not live in fear because fear will hold you back. You will not, I promise you, you will not reach your full potential in this life if you live in fear. Plain and simple. Okay, next, I'm going to give you some tools to come against that fear, to not live in fear. And when that fear shows up, you tell fear to go ahead and kick rocks. So don't go nowhere. We'll be back here on All In, All Out. give you these tools, the tools that has helped me throughout my life, especially when it came to fear, because as I said many, many, many times, fear will come for all of us. It's an inevitability that fear will show up in our lives. But the real question is, what do you do with that fear? Do you ignore it? Do you rebuke it? Do you stuff it in the garbage bag and throw it in the fire? What do you do with fear? Well, I want to give you these tools on what to do with that fear when it shows up. First thing you need to do is you need to believe God has your back. And that may sound simple, but I realize people, whether it's through ignorance, not being in the word of God, who claim to believe in God, don't trust, doesn't trust God. And I believe without any doubt, that's the number one factor to help someone with fear and not necessarily getting over that fear, but not allowing the fear to control their lives and their decisions. And I I want to read three scriptures according to that first piece of advice when I said you have to believe God has your back. The first scripture is in Isaiah 41 verse 10. And I'm going to read three scriptures if I didn't mention before. And it's all going to be from the New King James Version. Okay, first scripture. It reads, Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. Yes, I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. Then the second scripture is in Psalms chapter 56, verses 3 through 4. It reads, whenever I am afraid, I will trust in you. In God, I will praise his word 
in God I have put my trust. I will not fear. What can flesh do to me? And real quick, and pertaining to that scripture, flesh, for those who don't know, just means people who are in the world, people who are non-believers. And in that last clause, what can flesh do to me? That means as well, again, if you have a belief in God, if you haven't trust in God, even though in that moment or during a certain period of time, things may not go your way, please, please understand and know if you are going through anything, whatever it may be, there's a list of things people go through daily. Whatever it may be, if you just believe and trust in God, I am telling you, not because the not only because the word says it, but because I have ex had many, many experiences especially recently within the past couple of years where in the situation, it seems that I'm not going to get out of it. It seems that I am doomed. God, and I'm talking God only, got me out of that situation. So please, I know it can be hard in the moment. For me, it was hard. It was hard, man. But I trusted in God. I stood my ground with God and God got me out of it. All right. Last scripture. Psalm 23 verse 4. And I, I, <laughs> and I like how the scripture starts out. Yeah. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they come from me. That's a popular scripture. Many people know it. But again, that valley of death, that's speaking on going into, when you leave your home, you're entering that Babylonian system, meaning the government. And the government is full of evil. It's full of corruption. Look at the government now. Look at Joe Biden. This dude with gas prices raising to the ceiling since the Obama administration. With him canceling the, the gas pipeline project through Canada when he first entered presidency. That was his first priority. Can you believe that? He cost thousands of jobs for a project that was already finished. Does that make sense? And then you look at him with the coronavirus situation. And I remember in one interview, he essentially was calling people stupid and he was getting frustrated with people not getting the shot, the vaccine, when we supposedly live in a freedom country where we have the right to choose whether or not we get the vaccine. 
but I'll leave that alone, okay? But when you're in the valley of the shadow of death, as long as you know that God is with you and you have your trust in God, you will get through anything. That's a guarantee. You will get through anything. And what you have to do, which is my second piece of advice, you have to stand your ground. You have to stand your ground and firmity with your character and your beliefs. I remember at my last job, my job was threatened. I was harassed. I was sent home a couple of times because I did not bow down to the system. I refused to let their, their harassment turn me into a direction of hypocrisy. Because let me tell you, man, when I was being sent home, believe me, that fear of gas money, of finances, that came, that showed up. Absolutely, that showed up. That fear of whether those situations was going to cause my unemployment, absolutely that fear showed up. But I did not live in fear of that because I trusted in God and I knew and I know God had my back and I continued to stood for righteousness and because of that I won. I won. I won the battle. In the midst of all of that, I won the battle. And that's what you got to do with that fear. Don't conform to it. Don't bow down to it. If you are doing right, if you are living right, and you are making the right decisions, and people who are managers, people with higher titles than you, want you to do things that are not of God, you stand your ground and you don't do it. You do not do it. Especially with this nonsensical vaccine out there that people are trying to push. And I don't have enough time. Well, let me not say that. I don't want to use this episode to talk about the vaccine. But especially when it comes to vaccine, pushing it on people leading people to do it because of fear. Because of fear. And because of ignorance, people don't know their right. Their rights. People have the right not to get it or not. But people don't realize that because fear will mess, as I said, fear will mess up your decision making. It will mess up your life. And the last piece of advice I want to give, and this speaks more so to the believer, but for people who are not a quote-unquote Christian or born-again believer, you can use the same tool. And that's to rebuke the spirit of fear. Because fear is a spirit, okay? Same with emotion, 
it is a spirit. And when, again, when that fear shows up, you got to speak against it. You got to say, fear, I command you to leave my mind in the name of Jesus. You will not infiltrate my decision making. You will not cause me to make any emotional decisions. And you will not cause me to stray away from the word of God. In Jesus' name, amen. Or you can just say, I refuse to live in fear of whatever it may be. And I will push forward in my life. I refuse to allow fear to control me. Whatever it may be, you come against that fear and you shut it down. Those are my tools and those are ways to not allow fear to control your life because I've seen so many good people make evil decisions and evil choices because of fear and it pisses me off because they know right, they knew right. And they decided to do wrong because of fear. It is a mind-controlling tactic to lead people to an evil life, to an inconsistent life. So when that fear, listen to me well, when that fear shows up, when it's at your doorstep, you rebuke it, you shut it down, you tell it to kick rocks and go home. That's all I got for today. I want to thank all of you for listening to this episode. I pray and I hope you got something from this episode that you can use in your daily life. And whatever we're going through. You can follow me on social media. On Twitter and Instagram. At Salute to Rye. You can follow the podcast page on Instagram. At All In All Out Podcast. Like. Subscribe. Download. And please. Give a five star review. And with that being said. Stay blessed. Yeah. Stay well back.